You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. morning we're going to talk about that the giants must fall and um, it is a head chopping season right Uh, there's a couple things specifically I want to talk about Um, a couple of weeks ago uh, I think it was at the end of service as we were praying and praying into what God had the Lord gave me a word and I'm going to send this out to you guys as a reminder uh, in following up to this but the Lord gave me a word about the uh, human trafficking. And as we were praying, the Lord gave me a word that as Florida is number three in the nation behind California and Oregon, that he and Texas is behind us. I would have thought Texas, but no, Texas is behind us. They're number four, but that he was going to take a scrub brush to Florida and begin cleansing Florida of the human trafficking um, issue. And that we will move to down so low that we can't even be tracked because we're a forerunner for the nation. And as forerunners for the nation, we will be the breaker anointing the nation needs for this shifting of human trafficking. So anyhow, there's a, it's, it's a longer word than that, but that's the, the basics of it. So then several days later, I had a dream. And I dreamed, I dreamt that our church came together and began to pray into and God began giving us solutions for the human trafficking issue. So I feel like with the word and with the dream that God has given us assignment to begin to pray into it. And, you know, sometimes it looks like it's such a daunting uh, situation. The human trafficking is a $150 billion industry. Uh, you know, that's how much they make on selling people. Uh, and that's probably not even all of it, but that's how much they can account for. That's, that's from the U.S. statistics, uh, governmental statistics, but that's what they can account for. But I had a dream that we all came together and we began to pray into it and pray into it. And God began to give us solutions for the human trafficking. So I'm going to send out the prophetic word and I'll send out. The dream was very simple. We were all together. We all had paper in our hand. We, we had the word and we began to get solutions from the Lord uh, for, this, for this issue. And um, what those solutions were, I don't know. But God obviously has shown us that we will have solutions. I believe that God is calling us to go after this for our state and the nation will follow. Um, And I believe that there really is a shifting. You know, when God begins to uh, put his hand on something, a shift happens. And here we've seen this go on and on and on forever. And then all of a sudden, there's a shifting. So I believe there's a shifting. Last year, I did an interview with a man named Troy Brewer. And you can see it on uh, YouTube, on my YouTube channel. But 
He's from Open Door Church in Texas. And for the last close to 30 years, they have been working in the human trafficking arena, rescuing children, boys and girls from trafficking. They have a, a, a place down in Columbia and they, uh, anyhow, you can watch it and learn all about it. But I just wanted to tell you something because this is what I feel like, tell you part of this interview. This is what I feel like is important for us to remember. He said that he was coming back from a conference, driving through Florida. He stopped to spend the night and he had a dream. And he had a dream that he was being interviewed by heaven. And he was thinking, oh, this is my glory. My life is over. We're talking about everything that's happened. And he said it was great. And then suddenly he asked the angel, he said it was an angel, he realized, <clears throat> ask him a question. And the question was, um, let me just make sure I get it right here. <clears throat> Out of all the miracles you have seen, what are the ones you have missed you wish you hadn't missed? This is in a dream. So he hears this in a dream. And he knew immediately what it was. And this was what he said. He said, um, if I had made it down to the Amazon uh, in 2022, there was a little girl we had rescued a month ago that was mute because she was so traumatized. If I would have made it down there, now this is in his dream, she would have recognized me as her daddy and she would have came up and hugged me and she would have loved me and I would have told her to speak and she would have. That was in the dream. That is what he is telling the angel. He knows. So he wakes up from the dream and he tells his wife about it. And his wife says, you have to go. You have to go to the Amazon. You have to go down to their rescue mission. And because there is a girl that they rescued a month earlier that was mute because she was so traumatized that she could not speak. So she goes down there. And when he walks into the mission, he sees her. Immediately, he recognizes who she is. And he says, hello, Francis. I am your papa, Troy. It's okay for you to start talking now. She backed up a little bit, took a couple of steps back and said, Troy. First time she had spoken. And she started talking in Portuguese and telling me her life story. And so that dream opened up the breakthrough for that little girl to be able to be, uh, to speak and to go through the redemption process God had for her after her being sex trade trafficked since she was nine years old, because she was only nine. So when you think about that story, you think about, it's one person at a time that God puts before us. He's not asking us to solve a $150 million issue. He's asking us to take the word that he's given us, the dream that he's given us, the confirmation. I was thinking about Troy's for us to take on the solution that he has and be a vehicle for that solution. And, you know, who knows? You know, there may be some of you that's called to, to go. There may, be, there may be prayer that breaks open 
you know, that opportunity. Who knows what God's going to do? But what we do know is when we seek God, we will find him. When we call out to God, he will answer us. When he gives us a, a, a mantle to follow, an anointing to follow, he will provide everything we need for it. Um, but isn't that a cool story? And they do this with hundreds of kids, hundreds and hundreds of kids. But that just happened to be one. And when he shared with me, uh, it was just, you know, one person that he responded in obedience to a dream that he received in order to bring breakthrough for that person, for that person, for Francis. And it's really time for the giant of human trafficking to fall. It's time for that head to come off. It's time for that demonic force to be apprehended, broken down, and torn apart. So we're going to uh, go through a little scripture, talk about that a little bit. And then there's one other thing I'm going to share too. But we're going to go to Acts 12 and read through. We're going to read all of Acts 12. So, But we'll be done in time for lunch, so don't worry. You know, when you fell, smell food, sometimes it is a distraction to everything else going on. Especially if you didn't have breakfast. So we're going to read Acts 12, um, starting in verse 1. It says, Now about the time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. And you know, King Herod was a terrible king. He was an evil king. He was a tormenting king. Um, verse 2, Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews... He proceeded to further further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the unleavened bread. So when he had him arrested, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four squads of soldiers to keep him. Takes a lot of people to hold one man of God down, right? That an army thinks that they can hold someone who is called and anointed to uh, complete a mission intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Verse 5, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. You know, constant prayer was the breakthrough for Peter. Verse 6, it says, When Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison we're keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. So it's funny because when we think about, I, I know for me, when I think about these daunting problems ahead, when you think about human trafficking, when you think about whatever it is, sometimes you think, how in the world can we overcome something that is so intermeshed and built in as part of our natural system? You know, we go to Target or we go to Walmart or we go to Publix doing what we do, and there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are being enslaved while I'm picking out my eggs at Publix. And, you know, you don't really, you know, that it's almost like you've got horse blinders on because it's not right in front of you. So you don't spend all that time thinking about it. Uh, but here comes the Lord to send an angel to free Peter from this 
army battalion that thinks that they can hold him down with two guards and some chains. If we think and believe that we can break through this army of traffickers because the Lord has anointed this time to shift and to release and to transform, then we will see the work of the Lord in front of us. When we believe, it occurs. When we begin to pray, we will get breakthrough. And I know that that's what God is calling us to do. Verse 8, it said, Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself up, tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out following him and did not know that what was, uh, I'm sorry, did not know what was done by the angel was real. So he didn't even know. He thought maybe this was some kind of delusion he was having, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they went past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that, lay, that leads to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. Do you know how heavy an iron gate is? And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. So God has, I believe that this is part of the breakthrough word God has for us. You know, we don't have to do it in our own mind, our own thoughts, our own strength, our own energy. There is an angelic force that has been assigned to this particular breakthrough over the human trafficking. And God is going to give not only us strategy, just like he gave Troy strategy in the middle of the night in a dream. He's going to give others like us strategies to bring breakthrough to this issue. I just believe it. I know God is going to do this. And I don't know how it is because, you know, but God knows. But God knows. So verse 11, it says, and when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain. That's how I felt. I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all uh, all the expectation of the Jewish people. I know for certain that God has a word on this. I know he does. So verse 12, it says, So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. Whoops, she forgot to let him in. <laughs> but they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said it was his angel. So think about that. Know that God has angels with you on the mission he's sending you to. Now, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw him and they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand <clears throat> to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And they departed and went to another place. And as soon as it was day, <laughs> there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. We got to blame somebody, right? And he went down uh, from Judah to Caesarea and stayed there. So this is, this is the part I feel like God's going to do. He's going to cut the head off of this demonic force. 
Um, verse 20, it says, Now Herod has been very had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they came to him with one accord. And having made Blastus the king's personal aid, their friend, they asked for peace because their country supply, was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an ordination to them. And the people kept shouting, the voice of God and not of man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. And the word of the Lord grew and multiplied. So that's what we can expect. You know, this is Herod. This is one man. And we know that there is an army of human traffickers from the very lowest to the very highest that are penetrating our nation, our state, our world. But it only takes God plus his people being obedient to cut off the head and allow that human trafficking to come to death. And, you know, it's interesting when we had our couples group last night, Mariella Jean Kate's uh, wife was talking about being from Peru. And I actually looked this up to get all the details of it. And she was saying that Peru went through this season of terrorism where the terrorists, they were called the shining path, would destroy towns and kill all the people. And, and it went on for years. I mean, in this, it said um, 1990 to 2000, but it even started before then. And they couldn't stop them. They were impossible to stop. And the churches finally began to gather together and pray. And it's interesting because they... Uh, elected a Japanese official called uh, Fujimori who ended up making it his mission to destroy every terrorist cell that was part of the Shining Path. He went after them with such tenacity, like David with the Goliath. He went after them and finally tore them apart. And it said that he... Um, he was able to capture the head and the most important persons of the movement, letting them die without any organization. And when you think about that phrase, he captured the top and destroyed it so the bottom fell apart. That they were no longer able to function because they didn't have the leadership the demonic head to keep them moving forward. So I felt like this was part of the word the Lord has for us, that, that God is going to give us a strategy as a people. And God will even bring in people that aren't believers that will partner with us in this strategy to remove the head of the giant in order to destroy the people below. They will not be able to function. They will not be able to move forward. We're going to chop off the head of the giant. That's going to be our theme. Chopping off the head of the giant. But just think about, think about the impact that that's going to have on our children's children's children. That if God is showing us an assignment of dismantling, really it would be a principality 
over our nation of trafficking people for pleasure and profit? Imagine the impact that that will have in the generations to come. Imagine looking back in the history books and our children's children's children will read, wow, my great-great-grandma was part of the movement in, in 2023 that began to dismantle until the trafficking rings were finally destroyed. That generation was known for dismantling the principality, chopping off the head of the human trafficking beast that has set itself up against children and adults. Adults are trafficked too. Can you imagine saying, I was part of that? God called me to pray. He called me to fast. He called me to go. He called me to stand. He called me to declare. He called me to do what I was supposed to do. And because I did what I was supposed to do, the next part of the body did what they were supposed to do. And the next part of the body did what they were supposed to do. And all of a sudden we became this army with this angelic force with us that destroyed the works of the enemy that set itself up against our children. I mean, think about that. This is a word for us, guys. I'm telling you, it is a word for us. We're going to own this word. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm actually going to send it out to some of our um, other people, our other leaders in Florida and see, you know, just see what they think about getting behind this word with us. And I'm sure that there's people in Florida that we can partner with that are already making a difference. I just don't know who they are. So if you know who they are, let me know. But I'm going to send this out to you guys uh, the first of the week on Tuesday. And I want you guys to be praying about it. Just be writing down what God's showing you. Write down scriptures that he's given you. Because we all know that we know in part. And as we share our part, we get a bigger understanding of what God is saying to us. Right? So I'm going to end on 1 Samuel uh, 17. I just have to read about the giant's head coming off. We're declaring that the giant's head is coming off. It hits my Bible. It makes it work better. <laughs> verse 45, uh, 17, verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come with me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This has defiled God. This has defiled God. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. This is our declaration. And I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. That is our declaration. This will be our declaration. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but they come with their uh, sneaking people in with their truckloads of people. But, and we're coming with the name of the Lord and he will be destroyed. 
Verse 48, so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead. So that stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. That is what we will see. We will see this happen. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran, stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. So the Philistine Goliath was killed with his, was, his head was cut off with his own sword. So even, you know, I was thinking about how God will confuse the army that comes against us and they end up atta attacking each other. We're just going to declare that God is going to confuse all of this human trafficking and cause them to turn on each other. You know, let them have their own war within their leadership and watch the hand of the Lord destroy them. Because his people came and did what they were called to do. Amen. Let's stand. I think that's all. That's a big, big, giant bite today. But I know that God has called us to do this. I know that there's a word on this. So we're going to decree and declare together. I just have, I want to read this one little part over again out of First um, Samuel um, 17. It says, but I come to you. In the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defiled. This day, this day, this day, we agree this day, Lord, we strike you and take your head from you. And this day, we are given the carcasses of the camp over to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth will know, all the earth is going to know that there is a God in Israel. And that the battle is the Lord and he will give the human trafficking, the sex trafficking trade into our hands in Jesus name. So, Father, we just thank you that you are moving in this arena and that you are shifting our understanding and our awareness that there is a way to defeat and destroy. Just like that, that word from Peru, what happened in history, there's a way to defeat and destroy human trafficking. So we agree with what you have planned. And God, we don't want to have just our mortal thoughts getting in the way. We want the simple solutions to complex problems from heaven. You will give each of us our part and we will know how to dismantle and destroy and cut off the head of this monster that has come against your people, Lord. And so thank you, God, that there is a yes and amen. And we will see the day where the human trafficking is destroyed. And Florida will be cleansed and made a forerunner for, for, this, for our nation and for the world to see in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.